Good morning. Sunday morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrong Think Radio. I'm your host, Aaron, broadcasting from just outside the nation's capital in beautiful northern Virginia. I'm Alan, coming to you from the lovely and sunny greater Seattle metropolitan area. And this is Wrong Think Radio. This is our two-hour live program that we put on every single week to bring you guys our facts and analysis of what's going on in the world, what's happening in the news, what's happening in politics in America, and why you probably shouldn't trust most of the narratives, because, well, let's just be honest, they're built on lies and funded by bad people who don't like you. Um, that's really, uh, I think that that's accurate. <laughs> so, well, independent fact checkers have proven that that is in fact the case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a host of things. independent fact checkers who agree with us say we're right. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and listen to you malign our independent fact checkers who work very hard to check these facts. <laughs> so, uh, had a little bit of a hilarious audio issues, uh, the best kind, which is that uh, Alan had his microphone muted the entire time and uh, kept uh, assuming that I was the reason things were broken. So, uh, for once, it's not my fault, and it wasn't my uh, it wasn't my setup that was broken. <laughs> for once, so, for once. Mm. So, lots of interesting stuff going on. Uh, actually, not in the news, but about the news. And I don't even know where to start, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the latest story first. We'll talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to kind of go deeper into some uh, just real weird and crazy stuff. So, starting out, uh, one thing is it was announced this morning uh, that Chris Wallace uh, of Fox News on his Sunday program this morning uh, admitted or said that it was his last show at Fox and it is said that he is going over to CNN. Now, I what find... What kind of treasonous, yellow, <laughs> down-low son of a gun abandons God-fearing Fox News for CNN, which is run by pedophiles and the global elites? <clears throat> it's funny, because Alan's getting ahead of us. And that's fine. Um, no, what's what's interesting about this is anybody who uh, has basically ingested right wing media over the last few years or longer um, is going to go. Well, I thought like the biggest joke that I've seen basically on social media about this is I thought Chris Wallace was on loan to Fox News from CNN. Ha ha ha. Because Chris Wallace was is very noted for being um a never trumper he was i mean when you watched the debates especially for 2020 uh chris wallace would never ask joe biden a like direct question and in fact there are several instances when people watch these debates where chris wallace basically was working as pr for biden uh the most notable one that i can remember is uh, Donald Trump starts putting pressure on Joe Biden to condemn the actions of Antifa because at that time we were seeing Antifa like burning buildings down and assaulting people and all of this. And Chris Wallace twisted it into why don't you condemn the actions of QAnon? 
QAnon. Wait, is QAnon those folks that were really concerned about human trafficking of minors for pedophile sex rings by the global elite? Well, so is that their kind of major concern? <laughs> that's uh, that's where it's going to get interesting uh, for the rest of the show. Is huh. um, we've brought this up a lot, which was okay. Long story short, and not trying to be insulting to anybody, but um, obviously having done this for like six years now, uh, about we've seen a lot of different groups and you know things rise and fall and one of the things that we saw like ingesting like right-wing media and being in the media sphere and all of that was we saw obviously people that uh kind of fell into the whole uh QAnon grouping and we talked about it especially heading into the 2020 election about how it was really weird um that the news media and the Democrats were making such a big deal over a group called QAnon when let's just, like I said, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but it was basically boomer conspiracies. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good amount of primarily boomers in America, uh, that sit on message boards and talk about stuff. And by the way, it's not, it wasn't anything that was like novel, you know? Um, and I, I, I know I talked about this, like, probably over a year ago now where it was like, you know, back in the nineties, you had the X files, uh, you had like coast to coast AM being hosted by art bell, like conspiracies, the idea of government conspiracies and things like this. There's nothing novel about it. This has just been a thing. Um, and it's something that, I mean, hell watch channels like the history channel, the discovery channel. This is actual content that's regularly popular with a lot of Americans so much so that it is, literally content you can watch the hunt for yeti on like the history channel point being that the idea that the government is covering certain things up that there's you know something greater going on uh that there's a group of like there's like a shadow government isn't anything novel but for some weird reason we watched the left hostily go after a group called QAnon. now Alan's theory on it, which wasn't bad, was because uh, the reason why they were being targeted was that the left was or not the left. I'm sorry. The right was coalescing around stuff and was becoming kind of grouping together. And that scared the left, which there's a lot of logic there. And there's a lot of uh, reason to believe that that was part of it. But secondarily, as Alan is hinting towards the biggest thing like there's a lot of different stuff a lot of different theories that come out of this uh this group um and we've talked about it before but the primary driving uh purpose of these groups is that the elites in the united states are all buddies they're either in a cult or in a secret society or in a what have you the whole point is is that they all actually get along and that there is a very strange string of pedophilia and human trafficking involved with the richest people in the world. Now, with that being said, because of that message, it appealed a lot to women. And I think that that also really bothered the left. But with recent things that have been coming out, in the news, I think it's worth us taking a look at it and saying, 
is the reason why they were so bothered by it was because it was hitting the mark a little too spot on. Yeah. So with the Chris Wallace story, let me move to a different, uh, a different story, which is there was a pretty prolific arrest that occurred this week, or at least I believe it occurred this week. And that was that a producer at CNN, uh, the, the, the way that the media is putting it is CNN staffer, but in reality it was a producer, uh, was arrested on federal charges uh, with enticing women and their underage daughters to engage in sexual activity. So the, the man's name was John Griffin and he appeared in federal court uh, this week. And uh, because he is being uh, basically there's an order out requesting his transfer to Connecticut, according to the indictment from April to July of 2020. Griffin utilized the messaging applications Kick and Google Hangouts to communicate with people purporting to be the parents of minor daughters, uh, conveying to them, among other ideas, that a woman is a woman regardless of her age. Gross. And he ended up transferring $3,000 to a mother... For a plane ticket, so the mother and her nine-year-old daughter could fly from Nevada to Boston's Logan Airport. The mother and the child flew to Boston in July of 2020, where Griffin picked them up in his Tesla. From where? Where were they from? Nevada. Ugh. So he picked them, picked them up in his Tesla and drove them to his house in Ludlow. And where uh, the nine-year-old was directed to engage in sec uh, unlawful sexual activity. That's an insane story. And for an insanely low amount of money. Oh, he just paid for their plane ticket. He didn't pay her. Yeah, the $3,000 was just the plane ticket. This was all for free. How? I have so many... This is one of those things where you have kind of morbid curiosity, where it's like, how did this even get set up? How did a parent agree to this? What was the... How did these two get connected? On, like, some dark internet forum, or what? Like, I mean, that actually is sort of a good question of how did this pedophile and this woman connect... Like was she referred to him of like oh yeah this this chick will totally whore out her daughter for gross shit like send her an email yeah you can totally pick her up in your Tesla the fact that they picked her up in a Tesla it even it's like it added a whole another like horrifying progressive liberal like dimension to this be like ugh at least at least ugh. you're saving the environment like, imagine being human trafficked in a Tesla like, of all the vehicles to do it in that just seems. It adds a level of unseeming, unseemliness to this. Like, ugh. If it was like some dirty, I don't know, some dirty like Nissan truck, like four-cylinder truck, you'd be like, all right, okay. okay. If it's some broke-down like Honda Civic, you'd be like, ah, gross, but eh. 
the fact that it's a Tesla, it's like, no, yeah, that's on that's on par. That's on par for these people. Mm-hmm. Of course it's a Tesla. Because of course it's a Tesla. Because this guy's like, well, I might be a pedophile, but at least I care about the environment. I'm not a monster. <laughs> no, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, oh, I'm saving the world. Come here, come here, young lady. Um, no, but but that's the um, that's the thing, right? So Chris, Chris Cuomo, we we announced uh, yet uh, last week that Chris Cuomo was fired uh, because CNN finally realized that Chris Chris Cuomo was literally as bad as everybody in alternative media and right wing media said he was. Uh, and their whole purpose for actually firing him, right? It, it's there was the whole scandal that he was basically doing public relations consulting for his brother, which is sort of a duh, right? Uh, but he was doing he was doing uh, public relations consulting for his brother, uh, while uh, Andrew Cuomo, his brother, was going through investigations uh, a because of the nursing home scandal, and then b because of the uh, sexual um, sexual assault. Uh, claims that were against uh, Andrew Cuomo while he was governor of New York. But the reality was, is none of that was why they were getting rid of him um, or getting rid of Chris Cuomo. They were getting rid of Chris Cuomo because he also had charges of sexual assault against him. And that was when CNN finally wanted to pull the plug on that. So once again, so you have Chris Cuomo, who's been accused of sexual assaulting women. You have his producer back when he was on, I believe it was New Day, who is enticing women to bring their young daughters to his like house in Connecticut or some garbage. And it's just what's going on at CNN? Like the woke people who are and that's that's the whole thing, right, is is this is the news media who constantly says that one side of the political aisle being on the right, the conservatives, the, you know, the GOP, the what have you, they're saying that we are, in fact, the, like, racists and the sexists, and we're the bad people, yet consistently, consistently, we are seeing these same people that are actually wrapped up in situations that are... I don't I don't want to get like too ridiculous about this, but are directly dehumanizing. Like, let, let me explain for a second. You can say all the mean things that you want about the right. You know, you can they, there's always these accusations that are made about people on the right. But one thing that doesn't actually seem to happen on the right is a personal situation where you look at someone and go, wow, you have to like not think that that person's a real human being to be this way. And then here we are with all of these with with this news media that constantly tries to appeal to people's emotion. Remember, liberalism in the media is supposed to be the like everybody's happy and everybody just loves each other and why can't we all just get along? And then when the cameras are off, these people are just basically like, "Hey, get into my back office, slave." So, I have a thought on this whole child traff sex Thing with CNN, I wonder how much the fact if this family being from Nevada, if if there was some element of them being considered red hat wearing Trump supporters that added to this, because it wouldn't surprise me, and that would make it that much more unseemly. Well, so that's what's interesting is 
the communications with the CNN producer in some of it, uh, the idea was that he was going to train this woman's daughter in how to be a proper woman, which was to be subservient to a man. Also, how does this get set up? There's got to be people in Nevada that would be, do that. I, I don't know. It just that's and the idea that say that's what you want for your daughter, which is already very strange. The idea that you'd been like, yeah, and some faggy liberal from I assume New York, Connecticut, some faggy liberal but from New York's the one to do that. Like, no, no, that doesn't that doesn't pass the smell test. There's that seems ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it, so. Long story. If I know anything, it's faggy liberals from New York are authorities on masculinity and traditional gender roles. Well, <laughs> anyone who drives a Tesla is for sure an authority on you know masculine and feminine like marriage roles. Yeah. Sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's really burling it hey, up at Alan. Whole Foods. Hey, Alan. What's an indicator that someone does not respect traditional, does not believe in traditional gender roles and is actively working to destroy the uh, nuclear family? Uh, they drive a Tesla? Oh, yeah, ding, 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 you win. So do you think, Do well, do you think that, uh, like, we obviously we don't know, right? Your big question, and understandably so, is how the hell do these people connect? And we don't know. But the the do you think that this guy was trying to take advantage of somebody who, like, I don't even want to say this because it does that doesn't make a lot of sense either, but took advantage of somebody who wanted uh like their daughter to grow up in like traditional whatever roles i don't i don't know um i don't know either it makes no sense well none of it makes sense one one thing one thing i will say is what we don't know is anything about the identity of this mother and or her daughter because yeah. let me explain and and i don't i don't want to overstep like i hate i hate getting into this amount of surmising about something without all the information but this, it would not surprise me if we found out that the victim was, um, Alan, what are you doing? Are you, are you sawing something over there? Um, I like to work on carpentry projects while we're on the air. It keeps me <laughs> focused. No, but the, uh, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know, but would, would you be that surprised with hearing that this was like the, this was the bait uh, that this gentleman used was like, oh, I'm going to teach your uh, teach your daughter to be like a real a good woman, a good wife. A blah. That this was like an immigrant family that came from a society where uh, that kind of uh, messaging works. So this is actually a now a very strange question I have. Mm-hmm. What is the ethnicity of this mom and daughter? Right. Well, and that's the question you can't ask because then everyone's going to want to know why. And you're like, well, because to be completely honest, I want to find out if these are like immigrants from Yemen or from, you know, from like, say, a Middle Eastern society where a nine year old with an older man. Isn't that weird? Would it surprise you if they were they're from Nevada, right? What Correct. if they were in a family that had that were a family of illegals that 
came from, say, South America somewhere. And, oh, we will, honey, we will send you to the, the nice men from New York, and that way we will for sure get a green card. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I like that you gave them the Afghan accent, but. This is some guy that drives a Tesla. So being that callous and manipulative, I think, is on par. Mm -hmm. Ugh. It's like, there's a lot of questions I have. There's a lot of ways this could go. Was this woman even this girl's mother? Or is this one of those weird situations where it's like, yeah, a nine-year-old was trapped, sex trafficked across the border, and then the quote-unquote family hoard her out to rich liberals who are willing to pay the money. Well, and that's okay. So that's, what's actually really, really fascinating is when, when you actually drive into, um, uh, stuff, uh, lots of things like, like human trafficking, uh, immigration status is a huge thing. Uh, so what a lot of human trafficking is people that are not legally allowed to be in a country come in, uh, their passports are then seized, uh, by the traffickers and they are to, quote, work off the debt of being brought to this other country. Typically, here in the United States, it's people from Latin America and South America or from other countries. They come in and uh, we actually saw it. Uh, it was really common. Uh, soldiers saw see it a lot. Well, in all sorts of places, but like places like Korea, there are women that come in uh, that are trafficked. Their passports are seized and then they have to like sell uh, things to like not not even necessarily sexually, but like they work in bars and things like that. And their wage goes to pay off their travel. You know, and it's, of course, yeah. a debt that's like near impossible to ever pay off. Uh, these are not uncommon things, but what Alan's kind of hitting on is this would be exactly how. It's one of those funny things that when you start to kind of put the threads together, it does look very crazy because like the left who seems to have a problem with um, being inappropriate with children also are huge fans of illegal immigration, which is a primary source of trafficked children. So... Maybe those two things don't connect, but conveniently, since you like to diddle kids, you also really love the biggest way to get kids for diddling. <laughs> yeah. So if there, if there would be something where it's like, are you an open borders advocate because you care so super duper much about people that pick corn in the Southwest or migrant farm workers? Or are you a big advocate of of it because it allows for essentially unmitigated human trafficking? Yeah. Are you a fan of illegal immigration because it allows you to have really cheap uh, nannies and maids? Yeah, yeah, the slave labor. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. But uh, it seems very unseemly. Essentially, there's there's nothing about any open borders advocate is either an idiot or actually evil <laughs> because there's no benefit to it. The, the amount of human suffering it causes on both sides of the border is so high that the only people that are advocating for it are people that are either intentionally or unintentionally ignorant of that suffering. Right. Or or are benefiting from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now. The crazy part 
um, and, and are kind of weaving this in is that this is not the only story that came out this week regarding weird elitists and government types diddling kids. And uh, I bring that up because uh, there was a uh, expose that was done about the CIA. Oh. And how for at least a decade, CIA analysts had things like child porn and yeah. nothing was ever actually done about it. There were several people in the CIA who were never charged with huh. like obtaining holding. And I'm trying, I'm going to pull up the story real quick. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, but I actually, <laughs> that that's the hard part is that. So there, there was a big, a big story about the, the CIA, um, basically having several instances of things like uh, child sex crimes and that uh, they just kind of brushed it off. They didn't do anything about it. Um, and th th it's shocking. So uh, here it is. Let's see. All right. CIA employees. All right. This, this one's coming from the Federalist. Uh, CIA C the CIA caught employees molesting children and didn't prosecute them. This came out on the 6th. The Central Intelligence Agency found evidence in indicating at least 10 employees had committed sex crimes with children in the past 14 years. Yet only one was charged with a crime, according to a recent BuzzFeed report, based on the results of open records lawsuits. Except for that one, quote, prosecutors sent the rest of the cases back to the CIA to handle internally, meaning few faced any consequences be beyond the possible loss of their jobs and security clearances. That marks a striking deviation from how sex crimes involving children have been handled at other federal agencies, such as the Department of Homeland Security and the Drug Enforcement Administration. CIA insiders say the agency resists prosecution of its staff for fear the cases will reveal state secrets. That's awfully convenient. <laughs> what state secret? What state secret gets revealed? What state? What what national security secret gets revealed uh, by showing that you that you molested a child? I'm sorry, I can't. I can't give away my sources and methods for how I diddled this kid. I mean, the the State Department had a plane with a tail number that flew to Epstein's island. So, I mean, if if Jeffrey Epstein and his pedophile island were connected to all of these other wealthy and influential people in government and all of these intelligence agencies like the CIA and the Mossad, it is potentially possible that all of that is connected somehow and you're not going to admit to these things because it's quote unquote a state secret because it essentially would then uncover 
all of the nefarious goings on between powerful global organizations, powerful rich global people, intelligence communities, national governments, all routing through the same kind of financial slash kid diddling network. Here's a rundown of some of those situations because this this actually so I I people people hear about uh, child trafficking right and sometimes sometimes the people want to know like the age, um yeah. and this is where it gets wild right so a CIA employee who had a sexual con uh, who had sexual contact with a two year old and a six year old was merely fired another who obtained sex tapes of young girls from their mothers resigned a CIA contractor who set up a sexual encounter with an FBI agent posing as a child merely lost their CIA contract. Ew. Both the CIA and a spokesman for the Eastern district of Virginia, where several of these cases were referred for prosecution. They, uh, sorry, where several uh, of these cases were referred for prosecution. They never received brushed off BuzzFeed's request for comment. The article also notes that child pornography is widespread on federal intelligence employees, work computers, and phones. BuzzFeed quotes director of the Pentagon's Defense Security Service, Daniel Payne, in 2016, noting that on intelligence agency workers, computers, and phones, quote, the amount of child porn I see is just unbelievable. What? That's that's very strange. So the the Boston Globe broke a story in 2010 that a significant number of federal employees and contractors with high level security clearances downloaded child pornography, sometimes on government computers at the National Security Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office, among other defense agencies. Okay, so here's something that immediately comes to mind with that. Mm-hmm. You and I both have experience using government computers on networks like the on national security kind of networks where it's like, oh, this computer is networked in with all of the NSA net and mm-hmm. all of these sort of things. It's on government networks. Correct. Is it common knowledge that anything you do on that computer could be being viewed by someone else, that everything you do is logged and... None of it can be hidden. Correct. Yeah. There, every so every time of, you log into a government computer, you have to, um, you are giving consent to monitoring. Yes. Right. And, and it's all traced back to you. <coughs> you have to log into these things and all of this is monitored. Mm-hmm. It seems like what, what I certainly remember was thinking anything I do on these government computers can be traced back to me. Mm-hmm. I have to be very cautious about what I access on these computers. What even, even if it's a non-class computer on a government network, I still have to kind of log in and whatever I look at, whatever web web searches I run, whatever I do could be seen by, could be easily seen by somebody else. So I need to be cautious about that. And I felt like I knew that and everybody else I worked with knew that. And so that leaves two possibilities. Either the people that are looking at looking for porn on government computers, child porn especially, either they didn't realize that, which seems crazy, or they felt like they could do that and not get caught, which also seems insane. 
Well, so here's, yeah, well, here's where it gets uh, very strange. Um, as as somebody, you know, like, like you said, we, we work in intelligence. As somebody who has aided um, in uh, network stuff... But also, I have a very, I have a very good friend who works in computer forensics for the government, and this poor guy, um, on a regular basis, does have to take up child pornography cases within the government yeah. uh, prosecutions, um, which uh, he's doing God's work because what what that what that means is he he has to review the material. So there are times that him and I will have conversations because he's had a, a he's had a bad day um, because he has to go through the evidence. Right. So he has yeah, to see ew. these things now. Say if depending on it, and I'm, I'm not I'm not making excuses. I'm just I'm just giving an example where it would make sense. Um, he looks through those things on a very specific system in a specific room um, and it is logged. Meaning, like, he writes down that he has to view criminal activity, uh, that the criminal activity is of such and such a nature. Um, so if you were to go to his computer, you could line up the images of child porn with an investigation that he is conducting. Make sense? Like, I can, sure. I, I would be able to draw those lines and say, oh, this guy's not a pedo. He's hunting pedos. Like, that kind of thing, right? Right. Now... Right. So there's some excuse where you could see, okay, this was happening as part of an investigation or as part of something else. But then there's that secondary portion and understand um, from your aspect, uh, Alan, in military intelligence, everything you say makes a lot of sense. Once you get outside of military intelligence, it stops making as much sense. Like the FBI... I don't think anybody gives a shit what they do. These guys are able to run roughshod over all sorts of things because there doesn't appear to be any oversight. Department of Homeland Security that's also named in this article. Same situation. It would appear that the only actual organization that has any real oversight and seems to actually hold itself to somewhat of a code of ethics is the lower to mid levels of the United States military. Yeah, because you're not wrong when you say, how the hell would this happen? There's always somebody looking and you're you're right. But if I'm an FBI agent, who gives a shit? I don't have a sergeant looking over my shoulder, making sure I'm doing my job. Yeah. I don't know. I, that, that, yes. it's, a, it's a weird line for me to take on it, but it's also like, are they ignoring it? A hundred percent. Why are they ignoring it? I don't know. It's a very difficult thing for me to actually quantify because either A, it's because these organizations have no oversight or B, because there's a giant cult of pedophile elites in the government. I mean... <laughs> It, it seems utterly ridiculous that you would use your government. Well, actually, here's a good here's a good test. How many people get caught for having regular pornography on their government phone, laptop, etc.? People get caught with that and fired with some frequency. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I've, just, I've known of certain cases. It seems insane yeah. to me that people would be doing something that is... There's no way you don't know that, say, I'm going to look at a bunch of child porn. Wow, if anyone finds out about this, I'm screwed. You know what? I'm going to... I know, instead of saying use some burner phone and, like, anonymously bought laptop on a separate network, I'm just going to use my work one. Yeah. How many people that have any work laptop for any business would be like, yeah, if I viewed pornography on this, it would be dangerous to my job. Let alone, uh, let me view the worst kind of pornography that was, that should get me fired and burned at the stake mm -hmm. on my government work laptop and or phone. Yeah. The only, it's just, it seems inconceivable you would do that. And it seems like the only way you would do that is if you're either an idiot or you know that you that it that essentially that would be endorsed by your chain of command that they was like oh what well, he was looking at pornography what what kind <laughs> oh involving a six year old no no no, no it's cool yeah it's cool that's... let's close that investigation that's fine can can you send me the files <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh oh that's awful what website was he looking at no so which one what's the url that's disgusting i'm gonna need to know every website he went to yeah is it is it cheese pizza at podesta.com i mean it might as well be i mean the, the a question then could be it's either if that is the case it's either someone going well if we look into him mike they're gonna look into me and we all, all of us pedophiles have to stick together to protect each other or it would be I if I throw the book at this guy, my boss's boss is going to be very upset because he's a pet. I don't know. There, there's no way that that makes sense to me. If there's not a t essentially top cover protecting people who look at child pornography. Well, in it, it gets <laughs> reading this article. And what's amazing about it is this is from BuzzFeed. You know, a, a pretty leftist publication. Um, did nobody sit back and go, you know, hey, we just did this huge investigation into the Central Intelligence Agency where we found out that there are a bunch of instances of child molestation and child pornography um, that was not even prosecuted at the CIA. Oh, and also I'm going to connect the dots to the fact that there are like are literal quotes from people in the defense department saying like the NSA, the department of Homeland security, the national reconnaissance office, the FBI all have like child pornography on their computers. But at no point is my brain going to connect the dots of, Oh, Hey, is that why last year the FBI was trying to hunt down random boomers who were part of a group of people that were very concerned about the amount of government involvement in child sex trafficking did is there a reason no but it's certain that certainly makes more sense than other alternatives yeah is is that is there a reason why buzzfeed didn't want to make that connection because yeah. remember you know that that was the whole thing like uh, i i hate to i'm not trying to ham fist this in but remember, one of the big reasons why everybody's upset about January 6th is because of the connotations to QAnon. Remember, it's QAnon shaman. The supposed QAnon shaman got four years in prison for sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Four years in prison. 
Is he getting those four years because he sat in Nancy Pelosi's chair? Or is he getting four years because he's attached to a supposed conspiracy that says the government's full of pedophiles? I mean, if the government was full of pedophiles, it would certainly make sense that they would overreact to a group that claims to oppose pedophiles and expose them and try to make sure those people shut up and are silenced by in any mean, by any means possible. It essentially proves this was a, something that always mystified me is the media and the Democrat Party and sort of the progressive movement's reaction to QAnon and specifically their allegations of global elite pedophilia <laughs> was to essentially prove all of their theories correct by their response to QAnon. It's sort of if the media, if the Democrats, if all these people had been totally silent, I would have thought I wouldn't have really paid much mind. But the fact that they reacted so insanely to the rise of something like QAnon means it validates everything that QAnon kind of was about, which always was strange. It was always that was always very weird to me. But. I guess that that's the world we live in. It seems like they are being made correct, at least partially. The The allegations that they're that I, in my personal opinion, I think the pedophilia, child pornography, etc. is a very good means to control and blackmail people. And I think that might be a core element of what Epstein was doing, what say these government agencies and intelligence agencies are doing, which is essentially if we can't, if we have all of these people in power and they all have ties to pedophilia, then we can blackmail them at any moment. And they know that. And therefore they will never step out of line with what we want to do because they're essentially morally compromised. If I was to design a system that gave some shadowy group, control over very powerful people that would be a very good way to do it what is strange though is that it's low level people at these organizations that seem to be engaging in it with top cover now maybe that's just bleed over from a larger kind of top-down campaign of compromising the global elite by an intelligence agency it just all seems very strange and then there's all the allegations of say very powerful people it's like the the royal family of England is heavily connected with the Epsteins. All a lot of these people are heavily collect, co connected through Jeffrey Epstein. Now, maybe that's because Jeffrey Epstein was a financer and it was someone that managed the finances of billionaires. And that's why he shows up in pictures with lots of billionaires. Right. Maybe that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who is associated with him from a business sense is also associated with some sort of pedophile ring. But I have to wonder about this because there's enough there that proves that something very unseemly is going on that is being protected by the people at the top. And we don't know how far it goes because there is such an intentional effort to obfuscate all of the details about it, seemingly to protect the people that were engaged in things that we should all object to. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, it's hard to know what conclusions to draw from this. If someone wanted to say, well, everybody in charge is part of some new world order, global pedophile elite that worships Satanism in the dark. I don't have a whole lot of things to refute that. And that's what makes this a very strange time. That makes this a very strange conclusion, because if someone makes if 
there were people in QAnon essentially alleging that, that everyone's part of this global satanic cult that sacrifices children to the dark book Babylonian god Moloch. It's like, <laughs> well, they have enough of a case to make that I at least have to wonder. And the media, all the Democrats, they're not giving, they're only reinforcing the idea that we should listen to ex wild conspiracies like that because their actions seem to validate exactly that thesis. Well, and, and the... Again, it makes it hard to know what's the truth, what should you listen to, and the craziest conspiracy theories now almost seem like they're the most believable, and it would be irresponsible not to at least consider them. Well, and that was one of the big things is, remember, there was this huge reaction over, like, Pizzagate. Um, right. And the whole idea there was, like, I remember people talking about this. Sorry, this this was a common argument um, that I've had over the years um, where people would talk about, like, all the weird conspiracy theories that certain people that uh, became more and more prolific in alternative media uh, would get into. And I was like, I don't understand, like, what was so dangerous about certain conspiracies? And people were like, well, there were people that were suggesting that, like, the color of Hillary Clinton's shoes was indicative of something. And I'd be like, okay, I don't, who cares? Like, why, why are you so upset over, like, we... Basically, it comes down to this is like, OK, so people said weird things on the Internet. Wow. I never never thought that that would happen. And so yeah. I've, I've always been very confused by the like psychotic reaction over like, of course, the Internet's full of weird things there. You know, have you ever heard of furries? Like there are people that dress up in animal suits and like rub up against each other like the The, the world's a weird place. <laughs> but um. Yeah. The point is, is that like I, people get super upset over over these types of uh, things. But like Pizzagate's a really great example. The one big thing that people give me when they're like, well, no, like stuff like QAnon and other things are like super dangerous. It's like, OK, why? They go, well, there was the Pizzagate conspiracy. And then a guy went into a pizza shop in Maryland with a gun demanding to see the basement where they held the kids. And of course, this pizza shop didn't have a basement and like all this other stuff. And I go, okay, well, did he shoot anyone? And they go, well, no, but he went in there and that was super scary. And I go, okay, I understand. And I kind of feel bad for the pizza place that might not be connected to any of this at all. But at, at so that was like five years ago when they were like, there was some crazy guy who like listened to Alex Jones and he went into this pizza place like looking for where they were keeping the kids uh, because he was told by all these conspiracy theorists that the government was trafficking children. Well, let's fast yeah. forward to 2021, where Jeffrey Epstein had a pedophile island. His madam is currently under investigation for um, his 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 madam is currently under investigation for providing children to the global elite like Prince Andrew. Bill Gates was like flying to his island. Steve Jobs' wife is buddies with him. There's pictures of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell at the Queen's cabin. We now have stories of the CIA not even being prosecuted for child molestation and child pornography. We have a producer at CNN who was enticing children on the Internet. We seem to actually have a lot of things that validate the concern that people higher up in the government and in media are probably involved in a weird ring of pedophilia.
And I mean, it, and it it goes deep when you actually look into a lot of these things. It there really is something there. There was a uh, Jimmy Savile who there's there's a guy in the UK who ran like a hospital for oh it was either it was like a boys a boys home or a hospital for children and then was essentially taking children from the children's hospital and providing them to pedophiles for money including members of the royal family and it's that is verified as real mm-hmm. and you think well there's enough of this here that i now kind of have to wonder and all the pizzagate stuff people malign pizzagate but what that was based on was a series of very strange emails with john podesta and people in the obama administration that absolutely are in some kind of code language saying it's like a government official does not email another government official saying send us five pizzas i want one cheese one pepperoni one something else and make sure that you know they're all like tied up i don't know it (laughs) It was a series of emails sent between people in government that were clearly in some kind of – that were using pizza terminology as some kind of code language. Right. And dismissing that means it's like, well, okay, there were – they were trying to talk about something in a way that was coded so other people would not catch on to it. What were they talking about? When people dismiss Pizzagate, they say, well, there's no pedophiles. It's all fine. No, th- th- these are members that include people like Hillary Clinton that we know was into a bunch of unseemly business talking on government platforms using some kind of code. I want to know what they were talking about. Maybe it's not necessarily pedophilia, but it is something that they didn't want common people to know that they were discussing. There's something there. And that's why I find the dismissal of it very suspicious. Right. Well, and that's the whole thing, right, is like maybe maybe there's perhaps that's not what it's supposed to be. Right. Like meaning there's they are obviously speaking in code. Yeah, but they're not. um, Yeah, they're they're obviously speaking in code, uh, but they're not necessarily like maybe it's not that. Um, maybe it's not referring to that because one of, one of the reasons why they bring that up is cheese pizza, right? CP has, has been known to be a code for child pornography. Um, that might not be what's going on here. Right. Um, but what you can't say is that the government doesn't have a problem with, child pornography because we're literally reading you guys a gate. I I think that this is the big reason why we keep, keep bringing this up is um, because we, you and I um, are not shocked by these revelations. Yeah. So what, what we're talking about here is in the emails that were leaked out by published by WikiLeaks uh, before the 2016 election, the emails had cryptic references to pizza and other food items like hot dogs, pasta, tempting cheeses, and yummy sauces. Yeah. Um, so, and that that's why the... And we bring up the whole Pizzagate thing because it kind of became an amalgamation and, and moved into... Uh, like the, some of the QAnon stuff, it, it hit a lot of the same things because so, and this is actually the breakdown in WikiLeaks is 2060 Podesta emails. 
There were 2,060 emails from John Podesta. There were 149 references to pizza, 73 references to hot dogs, 85 to cheese, 78 to pasta, 41 to sauce, 84 to ice cream, and 47 walnut. And they're all in very bizarre contexts that have nothing to do with food. So it's, it's a coded language. Like we're intelligence analysts. Now these could be codes for anything. They could be codes for anything, but they could. And, but part of that, anything could be very weird things. (laughs) It could be, you know, child sex trafficking. Um, I mean, it could simply be something like the pay for play scandals that we know the Clinton administration, that Hillary Clinton state department was actually engaged in. Well, it's still, it's, it's clear that there is something illegal probably going on here that does demands investigation and honesty. And the fact that people are covering up for it and trying to (coughs) shuffle it off like it's nothing only makes me more suspicious. Is it a global pedophile ring? I don't know. Is it simply some sort of extremely unseemly government corruption pay for play scandal? Like they knew we know, know that they were doing with the Clinton foundation Maybe it's that. It, essentially, the the people that were doing the the, pe- the all the people involved in Pizzagate, I already know are essentially corrupt and using the government corruption against me for for not for for interests that are counter to the interests of me and my country. So no matter what they're doing, it's probably evil, and I should probably not like it. It's like, when's the last time you heard of something involving Clinton, Podesta, Obama, that whole crew of people that you went, oh, wow, that was actually really altruistic use of their power. That was really good. I'm glad they did that. <laughs> well, Every single time it's something where you go, ah, oh, geez, really? Ah, oh, that that further ruins the nation and keeps like sending the world down into the toilet. You bastards. Ugh. Every time. So no matter what Pizzagate actually is, it's clearly something evil that I should probably be that I'm going to be disgusted by. Right. And, and and that's the uh, crazier part is like, uh, it, it's funny because like you, for those of you who can't tell, I, we haven't really gone down the rabbit hole on a lot of these conspiracies. We're just aware of them and we know some of the references to them, but just like kind of reading through a quick, like that, that rundown, you know, like 84 in- random instances to ice cream. Like, well, if that's like a weird coded language among like the Democrat party or like the Democrat elite or something, is that why Biden is so obsessed with ice cream? Yeah. Is that like a wink? Because, uh, and maybe, maybe. Like, like I said, may, well, actually, hang on uh, real quick, real quick in the, uh, in the trying to say, try, trying to um, let people know that we're not a hundred percent ascribing and saying that this absolutely means child trafficking you know perhaps that's like money from ukraine or money from china maybe that's the code sure. right maybe maybe it's that's the something code unseemly and probably evil but with that being said once again take the president of the right because this was all the pizzagate stuff and everything that was john podesta that was hillary clinton that was barack obama that was valerie jarrett that was all of those people well now it's joe biden and so maybe it's not the same Except the diary releases from Joe Biden's daughter or something talking about inappropriate showers with her dad, except for the Hunter Biden laptop where he was doing gross things potentially with his niece. 
So, yeah, it's entirely possible it's also Joe Biden, or at least his family. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, you do have to ask the question, why are these people so, like, well, the Joe Biden just sniffing kids stuff and talking about them rubbing his legs and and things like, there's there's a, maybe they're not all creepy pedos part of some cult. But there is an odd lack of shame in how you talk about children. There's an odd yeah. lack of shame in the sexualization of kids. Well, and can then we have all of these school boards and schools that are promoting things like anal sex for minors at the school library and drag queen story hour for a bunch of kids. It, the, that, the idea that all of that is connected in with this doesn't seem crazy it seems like there is this weird undercurrent in the modern left that promotes pedophilia in a broad spectrum way across every aspect of its existence well they're already trying to bring your kids to the local pride festival where they can see like a bunch of gays gallivanting in s&m gear bring your kids to the local drag queen story hour where they can see a man dressed as a woman like you know, reading stories about anal sex with minors and pole like, dancing. Send your kids to school where a liberal teacher will give them educational videos and what it means to be transsexual. Like, and all of this is supported by politicians that travel to Jeffrey Epstein's island that are routinely soliciting nine-year-olds for sex that are tied in with all these weird pedophile groups. The, the whole like Nixivim like sex cult is part of this. Like people like Harvey Weinstein are heavily represented in the Democrat Party and all of their weird sexual proclivities. It seems like all of that is when all of that comes from the same nexus. It's hard to divorce all of that, all of the weird sexual perversion of the left with the rest of the whole leftist ideology and movement. It seems like a core part of the world they're trying to create. And that seems extreme. It seems like an extremely dark undercurrent to everything that they do. Well, and it's it, to to the same point. Even beyond, like we when you can directly point the finger, of course, like like you just did, right? There's all of these people connected. But similarly, <coughs> there's also the rest of the left. That is 100% saying, oh, what? what's the biggest threat to democracy? Uh, the group of people on the internet that are pointing these things out. Because yeah. just just so you're aware, like, like people are going to try to defend it and be like, oh, well, like, like, I'm not a QAnon person. I don't really follow it. I don't read any of the stuff on it. But I am going to 100% say that. I do find it very strange that all of the people who keep getting wrapped up in this, a CNN producer, a CNN host, members of the Democrat Party keep getting connected to doing weird stuff with kids. And they're also the people who say the biggest threat to democracy is this random group on the Internet that says we do weird stuff with kids. Yeah. Like at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the day, you might need to do some soul searching and ask yourself, uh, you know, ask yourself if when Savannah Guthrie had her demon eyes when she interviewed uh, President Trump right before the 2020 um, election, 
and she was just just the only thing she wanted to talk about was, well, do you support QAnon? Do you support QAnon? Like she was freaking out over it. And what is QAnon? Well, it's basically a conspiracy that people like Savannah Guthrie or her producers or her financiers or her friends might be involved in a pedophile sex cult. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's all very, <laughs> very strange. And yet here we have members of the mainstream media, members of Hollywood, members of the government that are involved in at least the pedophile part of the pedophile sex cult. It is, it's enough that it's almost impossible to ignore, it's impossible to ignore the potential ramifications of all of what I'm, of all of what we're seeing. It's like, if I look at all of it together, I go, well, there's something here that can't be ignored. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but there's something very unseemly and weird happening behind the scenes that I now have to be suspicious of. Of everything the left does, everything the Democrat Party does, everything all these progressive, New World Order, you know, all of this group, everything they promote, there is clearly something they are hiding behind the scenes that is very unseemly that they're that they're promoting that seems like it can't be disconnected. It's like all of this open borders, mass migration stuff. The fact that so many of them also seem to then utilize that as a way for child sex trafficking, I have to go, well, is that disconnected or somehow related? And it seems like it has to be somehow related. Right. Like I'm at the point now where I can sit back and say, I wasn't crazy for thinking it was super strange that the left was getting so psychotically upset over what I consider to be just kind of silly things on the internet where people were talking about like the potential of there being a bunch of tunnels under the United States for the government or a shadow war between the NSA and CIA. Like, I was like, who gives a shit about this? Like who cares about these things? Like this well, isn't or, a, th- I mean, also you'd think like, well, if all of that's true, if there's a shadow war between the NSA and the CIA, Great. I'll I I will know how that turns out based on these other metrics. It's hard for me to there's nothing I can do with that information other than be concerned or excited. Right. So but the at the, at the end of the day it was just this isn't like this isn't threat like I don't understand why people act like this is a big deal. Right? Well, now I'm validated and going, "Oh yeah, it never was a big deal because my big question always was there has to be a reason why you guys care so much that this stuff exists. Cause like there's people that, you know, there's a lot of people that will consistently say, you know, they're uh, I, I don't think the moon landing was real. I think it was fake. Sure. And my aspect of stuff is I don't care that those people think that I find stuff like that kind of entertaining. Why are you freaking out over this? Why are you so upset? Well, now I've realized it. It's because they were hitting too close to the mark. They weren't upset over it because they actually think it's a threat. They weren't upset over it. It was just, oh, yeah, we can't have the American people looking into how we might be able to traffic children. Like, I'm not I'm not saying it validates every single thing that QAnon or Pizzagate or whatever said. But what it does validate is, oh, some of these people were so afraid of this and so angry about it and wanted it destroyed because they literally were the pedophiles that they were talking about. That, that much I can 100% say, that's why. So at least some of the people that were very upset about this, it was 100% because it was them. 
Yeah. So I can at least say that. That validated a lot. A lot of people should pat themselves on the back because you've taken a lot of abuse over the years. And guess what? The CIA um, did have a pedophilia problem and did nothing yeah. about it. You were right. You were right about that. Like, yeah. Good, it's good, weird. Good for you. <laughs> it's real, real weird. I don't like any of it. And maybe that's part of the reason why we got the, uh, the reason why I brought up Savannah Guthrie was because we got that really great response during the election season from Trump where he was like, I don't even know what QAnon is. What, what's QAnon? And it's like, well, they, they believe um, that all of these people are part of an evil cult um, that like molests children and like performs demonic seances or whatever her answer was. And his response back was, is that a bad thing? He's like, okay, yeah, that, and that's my response too. When I, <laughs> when I heard about QAnon, I was like, okay, what is there? They're all about, there's this evil group of, mostly QAnon always seemed like it was aligned with my interests. Mm-hmm. And so I never really could have a, too much of a problem with it. It's like, people, they believe all, I know people on the right that would get all concerned. It's like, they believe all these crazy things. And they think that there's this, they think there's this wild conspiracy involving the global elite and the UN and they're all pedophiles and they all have bad intent for us and they're trying to manipulate the world. And it's all this conspiracy stuff. And I kind of went, well, if any of that's true, I really am going to want QAnon people to be out there, <laughs> right? you know, telling people, raising awareness about this. And if it's not true, well, it's not like any of those things are against my interests. Like, what did QAnon want? Well, they wanted the United States, the, they wanted the control of the United States to be given back to the people and away from the global elite. Okay, I don't disagree with that one bit. It's like Alex Jones is another great example. When people like scream and cry about Alex Jones, but then you look into what Alex Jones actually advocates for, and it's like uh, liberty. Alex Jones is remarkably libertarian. When you look into – like I, I followed Alex Jones on Twitter years ago when he was still allowed on Twitter because I was curious. I was like, oh, is this guy going to be talking about the reptilian overlords? Like I'm curious what this guy <laughs> says. And almost all of his tweets were things like, we need to have more liberty in this country. We need to get back to the founding principles. The Constitution is super important, and we're drifting away from it. And I thought, wait a minute. Then, then actually, about Alex Jones, just real quick, I started looking into Alex Jones, especially from the 1990s. He got his start looking into government corruption, corruption with the IRS, corruption with local municipalities that were using eminent domain to take people's homes that were taking people's homes for like lame tax reasons for police overstepping their authority. Like, and I thought, wait a minute, Alex Jones is essentially just an advocate for civil liberties. He's almost more, more libertarian than anything. He cares about civil liberties in the constitution. All of the not crazy conspiracy stuff is essentially being applied to him seemingly almost as a way to discount his crusade for constitutional civil liberties and, I mean, essentially the American way of life. And this then goes to, for QAnon, is usually, well, what does QAnon want? Well, they want, you know, the American people and civil liberties and the Constitution to once again control the fate of the country, not the global powerful elite. Okay, well, I want that. Like, it's only a matter of how much you think that that's actually a worry. If you don't think the global elite are controlling the United States, well, then QAnon simply is not a problem then. You're like, well, I still want what they want. I just don't think that, that their crusade is as pressing as they think it is. But 
if the global elite was doing what QAnon says they're doing, well, then I'm glad QAnon's there trying to oppose them. It's the same with a lot of these things that people will discount and say, well, that's just a crazy conspiracy. We shouldn't listen to anything they have to say. Well, if the thing that they're saying is in any way true, that is not to my benefit, and I want I want whatever they're saying to not be true, so it doesn't really hurt anything that they're out there trying to prevent the thing that's not in my interest. Well, and, and Like if there was a group going around saying, we need to prevent attacks by tigers on the street, I would say, well, I mean, I don't want to get attacked by tigers on the street, so there's no harm in letting them continue their activities. Like right. they're raising awareness about the how dangerous tigers are. It's like, well, they, they are dangerous, and if they were on the street, that would be a problem, so... I'm going to at least listen to their thesis and see what they have to say and maybe not care so much when they advocate against, you know, people at Tigers attacking people, especially when the opposition to them is saying is a bunch of Tigers wearing human suits saying we need to let Tigers out of the zoo and onto the street. <laughs> well, and it, it's it's interesting that like when when you bring up someone like Alex Jones, because there's always like a lot of pearl clutching. Um, yeah. that happens even on the right, you'll see these people who are like, well, he said stuff about Sandy Hook or he did this or he did that. And I, I'm still very much at the position that it's like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. And I, I've had these debates with people on the right where they're like, well, I mean, come on. Like, it, it's awful that they said that. It's like, no, you're not going to ever get me to take the stance that it's okay to censor people you don't like. Because that's what the left does to shut us down. Like, you think it's a good thing when it's Alex Jones. But it's going to be Ben Shapiro. It's going to be any... Like, right now, actually, a really great example. Like, Alex Jones, just a few years back, and then all of these uh, idiots on the right were like, he did say a bad thing, maybe, possibly, I don't know. Because I... Sorry. Yeah. Long story short, I always hear that he he said Sandy Hook was a hoax. When I see interviews with him, he says, that's not what I said. That's taken out of context. And then I hear clips of him saying, like, clips of him where he talked about how some people think it's a hoax and some people think that there were crisis actors, but not him yeah. saying this absolutely happened. That's what I hear from Alex Jones. Right. What I hear from people on, right. The, on the right... um. Like so, like people. When I hear it from people like Ben Shapiro or who the hell ever that that support the censoring of Alex Jones, that aren't liberals, right? Of course, liberals want them all shut down. But people on the right go, "Well, he said X," and I go, "Just give me the clip where he said it." Right. It's the, never the clip. The, it's never the clip. It's it's always someone from the left writing an article about what this person believes. Yes, and and. Regardless, okay, maybe he did. I don't know, and I don't care to have to. I don't care to do a bunch of research because honestly, it doesn't matter to me. But at the end of the day, like, look who who's the new target of the left right now? Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan had the audacity to not die from coronavirus. He took ivermectin, which seems like it works. Yeah, he took ivermectin. And then everybody lied and said he took horse dewormer, even though it was prescribed to him by a doctor for human consumption. And he basically yeah. blew apart the lies of the left-wing media. And so what are they doing now? They're maligning him. It's in popular culture. 
Nobody talked about, I mean, like obviously you and I know about Joe Rogan. A lot of our audience does, but nobody talked about him in popular culture. Now he is consistently the butt of a bunch of jokes. Yeah. So why should I believe what I hear about people like say the crazy people like Alex Jones <coughs> when they take other people? Because let's be honest, like Joe Rogan says stuff that is kind of right wing. But when you listen to the left and they talk about him being basically a fascist, it's like, come on, dude, that's not true. There's plenty of political things that Joe Rogan and I would absolutely disagree on. There's plenty of social things Joe Rogan and I would disagree on. He's not, he's not a bad guy, but it's just, he he's sure. not like solidly one. What, what, I mean, one of the biggest things, his entire like comedy career is based off the fact that he's an atheist. That's a whole bunch of his comedy career is him being an atheist and talking how stupid religion is. Sure. Right. Which uh, mo- Mostly it's, it, it just shows that anyone that steps outside the bounds of the less corporately dictated non-organic discourse mm-hmm. is suddenly maligned as right wing, which then makes you very suspicious of, well, what are all these right-wing fascists actually doing? Tell me more about who they are and why I should be afraid of them. Because if Joe Grogan was elected emperor tomorrow, I probably wouldn't be all that concerned. It's like, well, he seems to generally believe the things that I believe in. It's like, say, like Alex Jones is another good one. Like, if Alex Jones was elected emperor, would I be all that concerned? It's like, well, this guy seems to really be a huge proponent of individual liberty. So and the Constitution. So I don't think he's going to really I'm not all that concerned about him and people that support him gaining political influence. Yeah, like Joe Rogan's DMT good, camps would be me, a little that is weird. actually a good litmus test for people on the right is. Am I going to cut the legs out of somebody else on the right who is not a threat to me when there are people that are threats to me and what I believe out there actually advocating negative things about towards me. Mm -hmm. It's like, would I rather have Alex Jones as president or Ilhan Omar? (laughs) I would rather take Alex Jones every day of the week. Would I rather even Ben Shapiro be president rather than Ilhan Omar? Probably It, it comes down to, it's coming down to the point where allies are more people that it's, it's, are you with me or are you against me? And that really is starting to matter more and more. People that are notionally with me are not a threat, and people that are against me are a threat. And nitpicking on who your allies are at a time when you have precious few allies seems ill-conceived. That seems like a bad idea. Well, it, it's it's always the, um, the, the, the reality of it is, is so much of the commentariat on the right is obsessed with being is obsessed with getting approval from the left. It's all about virtue signaling that you're quote, one of the good ones. That's so much of like what angers me about like the right wing media sphere right now is how they will rush. They will run a million times faster and they will knock you and your family out of the way to make sure that they get a pat on the head from the left. Exactly. They, they they really want liberals to know that they're one of the, quote, good conservatives. And we see right. this. We see this a lot. Like, 
Are there bad takes on the right? Yeah, 100%. Are there some weird people on there that say some things that are kind of cringy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I still like them more than people who basically want me dead. And that, that, which is a really good segue into like, let's take a look at uh, what happened in Kentucky. Right. So there was a there were a bunch of tornadoes throughout this country um, a couple of days ago. Massive amounts of destruction that occurred. Of course, since people right. died, the left has rushed to jump onto those graves and make it about them. And I, I mean that very specifically. Yeah. I, I know that they're talking about certain things. Of course, they're talking about climate change. They're talking about all this. It's about them. It is the selfishness of the liberal elite. Everything has to be about them. They say it's climate change, but it really, in reality, boils down to look at me, look at me, look at my thing. That is yeah. what drives these people. It is a selfishness and obsession with wanting with making everything have to be about them so of course there was a big tornado and it was in december and so we have to talk about climate change it's about climate change everything has to be about me i don't care that people died in kentucky it has to be about me and that's exactly what happened in fact uh one of the most popular tweets that came out or I say popular, but one of the most uh, retweeted tweets that came out, I, I guess, is a good one. Came from a uh, came, came from an account where it literally said, "Sorry, Kentucky." Uh, this was from Noel Scovell, who I don't know who she is, but she has a lot of followers and obviously got put all over Twitter for this. But sorry, Kentucky, maybe if your two senators hadn't spent decades blocking legislation to reduce climate change, you wouldn't be suffering from climate disasters. If it's any consolation, McConnell and Rand have effed us over all of us, too. So in other words, vote Democrat to change the weather. But in reality, it's me. It's about me. Why isn't this about me, though? Everyone's talking about Kentucky, and they really should be talking about me. Yeah, it's weird. Why? I don't know. Because because it has to be about them. Yeah. And you want to make it even more interesting, the Lincoln Project, speaking of pedophiles... um, The, the Lincoln Project, I, I actually don't want to beat up on them too much over this, but well, I'm going to because speaking of pedophiles, uh, the Lincoln Project put out, if you're looking for ways to help our fellow Americans in Western Kentucky, here's a list of on the ground organizations that could use your support. Um, now, normally I would beat up on them for posting something and, and suggest that it's probably just another way for them to traffic money. Um, but they were actually uh, they were actually uh, posting an article from a local news station. Uh, that had a list of charities. So it's like, okay, but okay. So that's the Lincoln project, right? Number one, pedophiles, they covered for, uh, they covered for their director or one of their creators who was legitimately trying to, uh, coerce young men. Um, so once again, here we are, what a weird connection to people who seem to be on the left liking diddling kids, but this group of never Trumpers who, 
diddle kids, fake, uh, fake hate crimes, those kinds of things. Uh, let's read through some of the comments, right? So Western Kentucky suffers a massive tornado. I mean, if, if you look at, if, if you look at the drone footage from the city, it's leveled. It's insane. Oh, it's, it's wild. It looks like a, it looks like the city was flattened by a nuclear explosion or something. Yeah. Homes are just matchsticks for, it seems like miles, like entire neighborhoods, just nothing. Not a single wall is standing. It's honestly terrifying and kind of a damning indictment of how we build buildings in the United States. But that's beside the point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an incredible situation. It's awful. And it's right before Christmas, which like, it's never a good time to have your city, like have your town leveled. But right True. before Christmas is definitely like that stings a little more. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure there's going to be pl- there's probably going to be a Hallmark movie made about how, you know, we learned the real meaning of Christmas was actually community after the whole community was destroyed by tornadoes. Well, that's adorable. That's actually a very nice way adorable. to look at it. Again, it's mostly I looked at it and thought it's like I don't even know what I would do mm-hmm. if I woke up tomorrow and crawled out of my basement shelter and there's just nothing left of my entire house and well every all like your house and all of your stuff in it is just flattened and scattered over you know a square mile area I, that's a that is daunting i i would i would probably just sit in the wreckage for a little bit just looking at it confounded as like i i don't it would have to process that because it would be very difficult to know what your next step would be Mm-hmm. Well, like I, I, I bet, and th- and this is not even an indictment of them because I probably do this doing the same thing. I bet there were people wandering around in the wreckage, going like, uh, "Does anyone have a place to plug in my phone? Because I need to charge it." And my house is all of my phone chargers were blown away in the tr- like. I can see myself being so like shell shocked by that experience of just everything's gone that you just be like, "Does anybody still have working Wi Fi?" My world just collapsed. Right. Well, and and so I'm I'm I'll tell you um exactly what is going to happen, which is what always happens in communities like this. People from states surrounding are already there. Charities, uh faith-based charities are already there. Now, nothing makes this better. People have had their entire lives destroyed, but there are thousands of people on the ground right now, not the government, regular Americans, uh, faith-based charities are out there right now and they are providing blankets. They are uh, providing places to sleep. They are raising money for basic essentials. They are raising money to put these people in hotels. They are buying Christmas gifts for their children. They are putting up Christmas trees. They are uh, making sure that these kids have the best Christmas that they've ever had. They are putting forward their time, their effort, their own money during the holiday season to, to turn this tragedy into a memory for the young kids who just lost everything, for the for the parents who just yeah. lost their home, for the elderly who lost their legacies. That's what's going to happen. That's what happens when bad things occur in America. That's what Americans do. We do this all the time. But do you know who doesn't do things like that? 
it's it's and I, I don't want to make this super political, but I'm going to give you guys the exact example and why I'm doing it is this is what flyover America does to help each other. This is what the good people yeah. in the United States do. And there are there is a group of people who aren't included in that. And let me read to you comments from that Lincoln Project tweet where they put out on the ground organizations, those on the ground and faith based organizations that could use the support of Americans to help do exactly what I said. And and here here we go. Um, number one, what Kentucky really needs is two new senators. How does the Build Back Better bill sound now, Mitch and Rand? For context, more people are killed every day in the USA by people with guns than were killed by this tornado. That's a big no from me. Love from California. Your state representatives need to step it up. I'll continue, and I'm glad the federal taxes I pay from New York can help the people of Kentucky with disaster relief. It would just be nice if they weren't assholes when it comes to helping blue states. Uh, Craven, I believe, is the term we use to describe people like that. How about this? Offer assistance if the last two Supreme Court appointments and McConnell resign. Their offices effective immediately. Get something for the money. Ugh. McConnell had two impeachments, two opportunities to make things right. Coincidence? I think not. God was watching. Oh, a response. A response to that. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks the higher power is kind of pissed off. LOL. Ugh. Why would you be this way? Considering how much the state contributes to climate change and elects deniers, I'm going to take a pass. Why don't you hit up Mitch and the Koch brothers? Wow. That's just... I would certainly hope that that's not what most liberals in America are thinking right now, seeing these things, but I kind of worry that they are. Yeah, and these, like, I'm, I'm... I'm barely scrolling. Like I'm, 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 te- I'm telling you right now, I, I, I didn't cherry pick these. I opened the tweet and I started scrolling and I'm barely scrolling to find these. Mm. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it one bit. Yeah. I mean, well, that's just terrible. It, I hate that. It, it, I mean, that's that that is that is a segment of American uh, uh, of America that a segment of America that literally can't, literally cannot make every single. What what angers me about this, <clears throat> and don't misunderstand. I'm not getting pearl clutchy. I'm not going to use how awful this was as a cudgel. People say mean things. I understand that. But one side is obsessed with making so many, like making everything about politics. Every single thing has to be about politics. All of it. All of it, all the time, forever. Forever. 
Yeah. So, and, and this is exactly it. This is the mental disorder that affects the left is it can't just be your fellow Americans had a bad thing happen before the holidays. Will you step it up? Now you could hundred percent say, I'm not going to donate to that. Screw that. Forget it. Whatever. Right. You, you could do that hundred percent. Like if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. No, 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 no. You can't just ignore it. You can't just move on. You have to go. Well, the, if they Republican senators, oh, they vote red. You have to freak out about it because you're required to, because every single measurement of your life is based on friend, good enemy, bad. That's how they live their lives. It's the only thing that matters. It's why they're so obsessed with all the virtue signaling bullshit over the virus. I need to know who my friends are and my friends wear masks. If people aren't required to wear masks, then it makes it look like not everybody's my friend. Yeah. They just... I don't know. Think... Now, I'm not trying to blackpill people because for the few tweets I just read from anonymous psychopaths on the Internet is nothing compared to the thousands of people who are on their way to Kentucky. Yeah. And, and by the way, the thousands of people who went to California for the wildfires, the thousands of people who go to Louisiana for the flooding, the thousands of people who always step it up, the regular Americans who vote Democrat, vote Republican, vote independent, they do this. These are regular Americans, but there is a small contingent, and I, I stress that, a small contingent of sociopaths in the media and in politics and on social media who make everything political and literally would want these people to die because they voted wrong. And I say it is a small contingent because those people spend all of their time sitting in their New York high rise apartments or their coastal San Francisco apartments, tweeting hate and spewing awful rhetoric and trying to destroy people instead of being on the ground, learning how to use a hammer to help rebuild someone's home. And that is a far yeah. stronger American than some shit lib sitting in a high rise apartment that to Alan's uh, statement, if the Wi-Fi went out, wouldn't know what to do with themselves at all. Right. So don't be afraid of those people. Maybe feel sorry. Maybe pray for them a little bit. But. Pray for the people in Western Kentucky first. By the way, Debbie is commenting here um, that they can take care of themselves. <laughs> she lives about 50 miles north of where this took place. And um, my in-laws are from Kentucky. They can take care of themselves. They're, they're pretty good. Uh, but it is very kind that a lot of people are stepping up to try to help. Uh, now, I would be... Uh, I, I don't mean to be cynical about this, but I'd be very wary about what non-governmental organizations you donate to uh, because a good amount of them are just money laundering schemes. Yeah. I mean, that's the unfortunate part. Unfortunately, you do have to be concerned about that. Yeah, like I, I like charity, um, but uh, a good amount of them are money laundering schemes. Uh, now, not to be super cynical, but this I, I do feel a need to bring this up. Um 
for for instance, I am a regular person who donates to the Salvation Army during the Christmas season when they're out ringing the bell. Um, but because of their most recent release where they've apparently bought into the critical race theory, uh, white shame rhetoric, they're not getting any of my money. Nor should they. <laughs> and let me explain why it's actually less about, well, okay. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this properly. It's less about the dumb rhetoric and more about what the dumb rhetoric represents. That doesn't mean that I'm okay with the, like, you should be ashamed of being white and you're all bad people. Like, you, you carry the original sin of your white skin. Which, mm-hmm. hilariously, by the way, is exactly what um, racists used to say. was Like, black skin was indicative of original sin. Whereas now, obviously, the tables have turned, right? Ha ha, Democrats are the real racists. But the point I'm making, it's less about the stupid rhetoric. And it's more about seeing an organization not having the wherewithal or not caring that they are aligning themselves with a group of people that are 100% intent on destroying them. The Salvation Army is a Christian organization that is aligning itself with a group of people that hate Christianity. Well, it's the same with every church that gets all woke and aligns itself with all these left-wing causes. Right. like these left-wing causes are atheistic organizations that hate religion and Christianity. And here all these churches are aligning with them out of this attempt to be of morality. Like we don't want them to look at us and think that we're like the bad evil church that they hate. We want them to accept us as like the good guy church. So, you know, really wasn't Jesus an immigrant. We should allow all, all immigrants in. We should force, get all immigrants in the United States because the left likes that. And they're going to say, we're not a mean church or whatever it is. It just left wing Christian organizations seem they seem like lambs for the like lining up for the slaughter. Right. <clears throat> um Yeah, very strange. So well and, and that's the thing it's funny because you bring that up is speaking of the liberalism basically wanting like let's just be let Let's just be honest here. Um, the left doesn't like Christianity at all. Yay. Like, there's going to be people who are going to sit there and go like, well, like, I vote Democrat and I'm a Christian. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> well, you're an idiot. Like, like no, it's just like, flat, like it's, it's you the shouldn't. same as people saying, I support gun rights, but I'm a Democrat. Like, well, no, no, you don't. <laughs> right. And. It's um, like these things, these things are mutually exclusive. Right. And, and to the other, to the other side of it, um, what you see a lot is, well, anyway, so the point is, is that the, the left does not like Christianity specifically. Not all of them are atheists, though. They pretty much are. They really don't like Christianity. Well, they just don't like anything that is indicative of 
European civilization that's Western civilization, etc., any of that, anything that reminds them of white supremacy, which is what Christianity is to these people. Mm-hmm. The only reason that it's the same reason why they have different rules for Islam as Christianity is Christianity they see as a relic of white Christian civilization, of white European civilization, which is colonial and evil and racist. That's the only reason they hate Christ. The big reason they hate Christianity is it to them is the evil, stodgy Western civilization that they're rebelling against with literally everything else. Right. It's like they hate Thomas Jefferson. With the, for the same reasons they dislike Christianity. Right. And, and and so they like to get their hands on things and destroy them. Basically, everybody everybody likes to they, – they like to go with the guys that they're just like, we're just updating. We're, we're just modernizing. But in reality, they're destroying it. And it's spiteful. For example yeah. – Notre Dame, which I still don't believe was an accidental fire. Um, It's, dude, it's going to be so much like, remember, sorry to make this, sorry to make this weird connection. There are absolutely videos when Notre Dame was on fire of some people celebrating it being on fire. That is going to get memory hold very much like when September 11th happened. There absolutely were people in the streets celebrating September 11th happening. And then everybody goes, that's a lie. It never happened. And I go, I remember that day very clearly. And there were some groups of Muslims in the United States that were celebrating. I remember that happening. I remember seeing it. And everyone goes, nope, nope, nope. Never happened. Point is. Yeah. Point is, Notre Dame was on fire. People were pretty excited about Notre Dame being on fire. And all of a sudden, oh, no, it was an accident. Gee, shucks, weird. And I I have trouble buying it. Point is, though, some of the renovation plans of Notre Dame have been yeah. released. And those renovation plans are, we're going to get rid of the confessionals and we're going to replace them with... What was the term that they used for it? Oh, I don't know. They're, a they're big mural of George oh, Floyd, probably. Modern art murals. That's right. Modern art murals. Yeah. And laser light shows. And they're going to t- turn Notre Dame into some progressive atheist amusement park with their renovation plans, all under the guise of updating it to reflect modernity and modern standards. When the re- I think when the reality is is the people in charge of this project hate Christianity. They have spite for what Notre Dame is and the history and culture that it stands for. And they are now declaring their cultural victory by wearing Christianity as a horrifying skin suit and dancing around in it. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to they're going to quote modernize, which means they're going to sanitize it with a bunch of tech bullshit and modern art, thereby ripping any aspect of God out of it. These are the same people that say that France and the French people and French culture needs to become multicultural if it is going to survive. And what does Notre Dame represent other than an explicit monument to the glory of French culture and the French people? Right. And 
it is understandable that they would want to burn down and destroy all of those things because those things stand in stark contrast to the multicultural world that they want to create. Right. The 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 gray-skinned soup of people who own nothing but are happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, this is the same thought process of the same kind of people who, you know, are claiming we're not trying to destroy your ancient monuments. We're ta- now, obviously, people aren't dismantling Notre Dame. But remember, we, we've they had a lot of well they, they, yeah, they might as well be. And, and you know what's what's amazing? Sorry, is watching the the conversations where people are like they're taking a grand old church and basically turning it into a tourist destination. And there were a bunch no, of people that were like, not, not really. Like, what tourist? Is, what tourist is going to people? Tourists visited Notre Dame because it was a grand old cathedral and monument to French culture yeah. and Western civilization. They're not going to want to go to the new one. Right. Because who gives a crap? It's going to look like a Google right. headquarters. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It's going to look like every modern, modern art building. Yeah. Which is gross. Like no one cares. Yeah. It's going to look like a modern Google office building and no one's going to care. Yeah. And I think that's entirely the point is if people have nothing to fight for, then they'll have nothing to fight over and global gray stagnant peace will reign. That's, I think, the goal of all of this is we need to destroy all the cultural things that people cherish because people with an identity, with a culture, with a history, those are things that give them something to fight for. And if they have something to fight for, then they might have something to fight over. And we want everybody to just be so uh, demoralized that peace will reign and we won't have any strife. This is the core of socialism and communism was really based out of the idea that we can have everybody working together and nobody working against each other. It's destroyed. The idea was we need to get rid of human competition between each other and then we can think of how efficient everything will be. And they realize now that the big impediment to achieving a world where everybody works together in an efficient bug hive is people having their own unique cultures, identities, religions, etc. Those are an get in the way of this global multicultural bug hive they want to create. And that's why they are trying to continuously destroy all of those foundations because those give people something to fight for. And that's inherently dangerous to the multicultural gray stagnant world they want. Right. And a really great example was, you know, we had arguments here in the United States when people were talking about um, taking down statues. And though it was an understandable argument, the thing that always annoyed me, I don't want to say annoyed me, but but the it was an understandable argument that I just felt like it didn't get the point across was you would hear a lot of these older Americans say they're destroying our history. And I would say, like, yeah, no, I get why you're saying that. It's just I don't think that that argument works on anyone. But the problem is, is yeah, the, the problem people don't care about our history and they don't see value in it. Yeah, they've already won. They've already won that. But yeah. but what sucks is they weren't wrong. And, and there, there's a story to back this up. Right. Like, just so people understand all the your old like kind of racist uncle 
that shows up for Thanksgiving that everybody cries about uh, every time there's a holiday and we're going to see all the uh, all the news media outlets cry about it again heading into Christmas of how am I going to sit with my racist uncle at Christmas dinner? Anyway, they were right because the Robert E. Lee statue that was taken down at Charlottesville that all of the protesters said this isn't about racism. This isn't about healing. This is about spite. This is about yeah. vengeance. This is about destroying this is about America. A, this is spiteful. Mm-hmm. This is a spiteful destruction of American history by essentially left-wing communists who hate our history and want to destroy our culture. And that want to rewrite it. People at Charlottesville. That was the claim of the the was that the, was that the Unite the Right rally? Correct. In Charlottesville. Correct. Yeah. That was their claim. Was that the left? hates American culture and wants to destroy our history and That's replace why it. They were marching at Charlottesville. They, they want to destroy it and they want to replace it with exactly what Alan described. The gross bug hive. You'll, you'll live in your pod. You'll eat your bugs. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Exactly. Well, what are they doing to the Robert E. Lee statue? Yeah. The statue that all of those people were out trying to protect is now going to be melted down for the, by the Black History Museum. Yep. It's not even just going to be removed from its plinth or put in storage or sent to, say, a museum for, you know, if it was sent to a Civil War museum, as simply as an exhibit of, and at one point in the 1920s, a bunch of people put up these statues of Confederate generals. That would at least be it. You could at least say, well, they're preserving history and it's changing. No, it's not even that. It's no, we're going because you wanted to keep that statue. We're not going to melt it down out of spite because we actually hate you and are doing the things that you you accuse us of. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to melt it down and then they're going to use the metal to build their monuments to yeah. their history, to their claimed history, by the way, right? Yeah. Because they're because to melt it down, they're going to melt it down and turn it into uh, statues for. They they will melt down the statue into one thousand pound bronze ing, bronze ingots, and it will be used to create new art for the African American Heritage Center. Okay. And and I'm sure that that new art is going to be based on things like the 1619 Project, which is entirely just revisionist history, like what happened in Soviet Russia. Yeah, exactly. We're going to tear down all the monuments and all of the achievements of Russian history up to this point, and use them to, and then just and put in their place statues of Lenin and Stalin. Yep. Yeah. Be, because and like understand because these are Marxists. All of these, that's the problem. I don't have any issue with a culture having a history museum. I think that's awesome. I love history. I think it's great. What I do have an issue with is all of these museums are always Marxists. It's never about actually sharing with me the history of a certain culture, which would actually help grow, understand, create sort of a, a, not only a connection, but a fascination and an interest. There's always some underlying revisionist garbage because can you build an African history museum 
that talks about like the uh like the tribes the the growth the different ways that like i don't know i've never learned about the different tribes that existed in africa how different they were given the climates that they grew up in i've never heard any of that do you know the only history about africa that i know slavery yep it's that white people showed up at some point and they enslaved them and gosh geez shucks that's awful apparently the only history that matters is that uh, black people were slaves. And there you go. Similar, look at uh, look, look at Native Americans, right? Yeah. The only history I know about them is that Europeans showed up and uh, they got completely pwned because they were weak and pathetic and couldn't, couldn't fight back. Yeah. That's not true. I mean, right. Right. But you can't teach that. You can't teach that the... <laughs> that that the uh tribes like the Cherokee, the Apache, the Sioux, the Blackfoot were super formidable enemies fighting bloody wars for like 200 years. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. Yeah. All of the Indians were just weak and pathetic. Uh Europeans showed up, they all got colds and then we marched them west because they couldn't fight back because that's the only way you can be a victim of colonialism. Right. It, well, and, that, and that just goes to show everything is about victim status. Everything is about we have to present all of these groups as victims because the most I think what it comes down to is the most important thing for the left is that it can is that it. The, the last thing it wants to do is inspire anyone to anything. It cannot they cannot be allowed to inspire anyone to be anything better. And that's their core focus. That's why all history has to be nothing but shame and victimhood. Because mm -hmm. there's nothing inspiring about the leftist version of history. It's simply, well, black people were so sad and pathetic that they allowed themselves to be slaves, and then they weren't. And white people are so evil and should be so ashamed that they took slaves, and then they stopped doing the practice. Not, everything about it is to essentially drive this psychological view that there is nothing good about humanity other than shame and victimhood. Right. Because the last thing they want is people feeling inspired because inspired people go and create great and amazing things, but they also cause chaos and strife. And sometimes that is absolutely the best thing that can happen is you want chaos and strife to keep things from being stagnant and, and well, awful. And you know, what's amazing. Like the, the industrial revolution was chaos yeah, it was injection of chaos and strife, but it turned out that a lot of those things were an a incredible development of human potential. The Cold War was essentially chaos, but it drove things like the moon landing. What? The last thing that the left wants is to present any view of history in the world that is in any way inspiring to anyone because they can't they have no way to contend with that. It, it's really funny because you you bring up, you know, chaos and strife. And of course, when we hear those words, they sound bad. But think about that for a second. What kind of, if we went beyond the victimhood, let, let's go back to like the idea of like the African history museums and, and stuff like that, that they're going to smelt uh, Robert E. Lee down to help build. Think about that for a second, though. If we didn't victimize, say, the black community, what strife would there really be? It wouldn't be strife with day-to-day -day Americans. It would be like 
competing markets like what was happening during segregation. The fact is, is that there was literally an entire separate socioeconomic structure Mm -hmm. in black America that was widely successful. And that's exactly why people wanted to integrate them because let's be honest, bankers were like, Oh, um, well, I can't have these guys having their own separate economy that's being like vastly successful. I want them to be my customers. I want them to be at my right. bank. That's exactly what happened. That was strife, but it was good strife. And that's what could be happening right now. It could just be everybody being judged on their own merits, people being happy, people not caring about the color of their own neighbor. That's bad strife. Because it hurts the elites. It doesn't give them any power because the better that Americans get along with between themselves, the worse the elites have. The strife that's created. To always, mm-hmm. I would say something to always keep in mind about segregation is that the that people had to be that white people and white businesses had were segregated from black people and black businesses by force of law. Yes. And that is a that's the, it's always it's always framed and it's like well black people couldn't do this it's like yeah but a white guy couldn't sell insurance to a black guy a white business couldn't sell things to black people either right and they had to be forced by law to do that otherwise why were the segregation laws necessary if people wouldn't have adopted the policy naturally why did you need the force of law to keep blacks segregated if if whites were so evil and racist, they would have done it without a law. Right. No, that's exactly it. Yeah, they. You typically don't need to institute laws for things people would already be doing. Right. Yeah, like we don't have a law that says you have to shower because most people do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think Which of a good. Exactly what the liberals want. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They're going to wear their weird Big oatmeal shampoo. deodorant. Big shampoo is really running this. <laughs> well, that's why you have to have vaccine mandates, right? Because people aren't going to get them. So you have to force them by law to do it. That's basically yes. <clears throat> but to that point, like there is good strife where most Americans would get along and be perfectly fine. And, and to Alan's point, they had to have segregation laws because people wouldn't have normally segregated. They had to force it by law. Cause that is amazing. That's what your children are being taught. Your children are being taught. Well, segregation laws existed because Americans were so racist, dude. Why would you need a law? Like why, why do you need to put that on the books? Be like, Oh, I mean, we would write legislation that made all these white people like, not do business with blacks, but gosh, we don't have to because the minute they walk into a store, they're getting sneered at and people are saying, you don't belong here, boy. Yeah, guess what? Yeah. You saw that in a movie. It was a movie. That wasn't real. The government had to institute a law because that wasn't happening. (laughs) Yeah. You brought up one time that was a very good point. The vast majority of people what they know of about slavery is all from the movie Roots, which is all a fiction. Yep. Yeah. The movie Roots is a fiction that is not based on hardcore real history. And that, but, but people, because they're told it's history in their mind, 
all of slavery was the scenes from Roots. Yep. From the movie Roots. When the reality of it is act could actually be very different. But most people, most people understandably just said, well, why would Hollywood lie to me? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to believe what they show me in movies. I mean, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, Hollywood might not necessarily be telling the truth all the time. Right. Well, a similar thing, because well, you and I had this discussion last night where because uh, we were making fun of Chris Cuomo and him being like super gropey and what have you. Um, it's interesting because, for example, um, I, I don't think that it was uh, happenstance that one of the most popular shows on television a few years back was Mad Men which was took place basically in the 1950s and 1960s. Um, hang on. <coughs> Sorry. I had to sneeze. Um, That's you. Which took place in the 1950s and 1960s uh, around the time that a lot of people were starting to look back at that time period and say, you know, America was getting along really well. People were doing uh, quite, quite a bit better. Uh, single family income was normal, blah, 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 whatever. Right. So, of course, Mad Men comes out, and maybe it's a decent show. I've seen some episodes of it. It's it's whatever. But just remember, everyone, the perception that every American has of the 1950s from the liberal mindset does not come from any actual reading of history about America in the 1950s. It comes from they watched the show Mad Men on Netflix. And they went, that was the 1950s. Yeah. I'm telling you, because there's a poster that people have put out. There's a there's an old poster. It's probably one of those things that's from like the Saturday Evening Post, um, who I can't remember the name of the artist who does those. I don't know if you remember or not. Rockwell. Rockwell. Yeah. Does those paintings. Norman. And, and Norman Rockwell has that painting where it's the whole family that's out there. And... And uh, shit libs took that painting because people are like, I want to, I have whatever politics this is, was a really popular thing for people to do. And they would post that painting. And then they took that and they put like, I'm secretly gay under like the dad, Uh, under the kid. It's like, I have like violent dreams under the girl. It's like, I've had two abortions under the grandpa. It's like, I beat, like I beat and molested my son under the woman, it's like I have to take pills just to smile. Yeah, basically, it's like nobody in the fifties was actually happy. No one ever was. No one ever was happy in America before. Now it was all awful. Yeah, like oh no, this and all of it comes from this. Please, 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 do not look at the past and compare it to modern day, because you will find that we are severely lacking. Yeah, no, and that's exactly it. They back in the day in America when you didn't have to lock your doors, actually everything was really bad. Yeah, no, no. Back in the day in America when, you know, you didn't have to worry about your kids playing unsupervised in the neighborhood, that was actually super bad. It was a terrible time to be alive. It was a terrible time to be alive when, you know, kids, kids can just bring rifles to school and no one gets shot. Kids can keep (laughs) a deer rifle in their locker and there's no mass shootings. Yeah. That was actually a terrible time to live. Please don't look into why those things were nice. Please do not think the 50s were a better time in america because it wasn't because nobody had an iphone nobody had an iphone it was a terrible time to be alive yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we can't have them going back to the 1950s when people like when if politicians did today what they or if politicians did in 1950 what they did today, uh, they would be dragged out of their offices and not a single person would call it an insurrection. They would call it patriotism. Yeah. Like when you couldn't sell people a bunch of shoddy Chinese bullshit because they would just shut your business down in a heartbeat. Right. It's it's there are plenty of things to criticize about life in the 19th, not the 1950s, but the the standard quality of life for people is I don't necessarily think something that is criticizable. Well, I mean, like this is going to be basically the, the last thought on the show. Uh, because we are at time, but let's just be honest. People were self-sufficient and didn't need the government. That's why they don't want you going back. Yeah, what, what, what a horrible thing. Like, what a horrible thing. They're not dependent on the government. Oh, God, they're going to realize we don't matter. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess my last thought, even if the romanticized version of the 1950s where people knew their neighbors and men knew the value of hard work, even if that is a fiction, that is a better, that is a world that I would like to create again. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a fiction, I still would like to make the fiction a reality. It doesn't, does it really matter if it's a fiction? No. Yeah. So, all right. Let us know what you guys think. Let it, let us know. Actually, that'll be a lot of fun. Let us know what time period you'd love to go back to if you could, or when you think America was at its best, or do you think America's at its best now or heading towards its best? Just let us know. You can do it down in the comment section or you can send an email to contact at wrongthinkradio.com or sign up at subscribestar.com forward slash wrongthinkradio and become a subscriber for $2.99 a month and you can leave your comments there or on our Discord for subscribers. I'm Aaron from the East Coast. I'm Alan from the West Coast. And this is Wrong Think Radio. We'll see you next week, Sunday at noon. <laughs>